where sometimes it feels like God has abandoned you. You know, let's, let's be real here. You know, sometimes you come to a place, you look to your left, God, where are you? You look to the right, God, where are you? You look down, God, where are you? You look above, God, where are you? It just looks like God is absent, but he's not. This afternoon, I came to encourage us with a word. And in fact, it says limitless. There is no limit to what God can do through you and in you. Limitless. There is no limit to what God can do through you and in you. Amen? You see, the challenge you and I face is that we come from a worldly place. Amen? Everything in life we've been taught by sense or, or by physical seeing and physical touching. So our natural senses are the ones that drive us. If God says he's going to do something for us, sometimes we want to see how. Because that is how we've been taught. We've been taught know-how. Amen? And we have access in our generation because in Daniel it was already prophesied. It says in the latter days, knowledge will increase. And believe me, our children know more than us. Uh, Oh yeah, when it comes to knowledge. Oh, oh, our children, they have knowledge. Ask Dr. Google. They have knowledge. But having knowledge doesn't make you wise. (laughs) Okay. The application of knowledge is wisdom. Having knowledge, fine. You can know about something, but the ability to apply it comes from God. We have worldly wisdom, but we have divine wisdom. And it is my prayer that we will understand the God we serve. And why am I saying this? Because you and I sit in a privileged place. Okay, maybe you haven't seen it yet. You say, Pastor, my bank account does not look privileged. I don't care about your bank account. I care about your God. You see, when you begin to understand who God is, and when he declares limitless, you begin to understand that limitless is a place that God wants to bring you and I to. It is a journey. Limitless is not given to churchgoers. Okay. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. Limitless does not belong to people who come to church. Okay. Limitless also does not belong to those who claim to be Christians. Labeling yourself a Christian doesn't make you limitless. Limitless belongs to sons and daughters. (laughs) Read your Bible. He gives it to sons. He gives it to daughters. He doesn't give it to people who go to church. Even Muslims, when you're giving your thanksgiving, go to church. So does it make them limitless? No. God wants to bring us to a place to understand that we need to step up. (laughs) And in order to step up, there is a level of surrendering you and I need to do. Ooh, this one is tough. As a pastor, I look at the demands of God for you and I. It's tough. And why do I mean it's tough? God is asking us to surrender. 
I mean, surrender, surrender is not easy. Okay, let, let, let's go somewhere. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5 to 6. Let me read. Trust in the Lord with all what your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let me pause there. Hey, Lord, help us. It says, trust in who? With what? All. Some? Some? No. All your what? Why didn't God said your head? God could have said, trust in the Lord with all your head. And a lot of that, a lot of us, that's where we are. We believe God in our head. But when it comes to the heart, it's, a, it's another problem. How many of us here are drivers? And when you drive, you have a passenger that seems to want to direct you and tell you how to drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. In order not to start a family row, let me move on. <laughs> you know, you get hold of the steer. And they're saying, oh, no, no, you need to break here. Oh, oh, you're getting too close to the car. Oh, oh, you're doing... Lord have mercy, give me a break. Let me drive the car. And a lot of that, uh, a lot of us, that is how we are with God. Oh, someone is saying, God is driving. And you're saying, God, you're getting too close to the fire. And, and you want to hold the steer and tell God, Lord, there's a fire here. I want you to go there. But when you allow God, you begin to realize that when God drives through close to the fire, actually, when you get to the fire, the fire is not there. The fire has moved to where you wanted to go. A lot of us, that is how life has shaped us. When God wants to drive us, we look at it and say, hey, God. This, please, Lord, let me go somewhere. And we, we take over the steering. When it gets hot, we say, mm, God, I think we made a mistake. Uh, come and take the steer again. There's, there's someone who's, who sang a song after he was drunk. Uh, he said, Lord, come and take the steer. After you've gotten drunk, now you're telling God to drive you home. God help you. <laughs> yeah. It says, don't drink and drive. Now you are drunk and you're trying to drive. He said, all the traffic lights, have, I mean, red, gold, and green have become one color. <laughs> green. <laughs> and he's going through. And a lot of us, that is how we are. God, he wants to drive and we are not. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It means the innermost being, the innermost person of you. The innermost person of you and I must trust in the Lord. Oh, let me say this again. That every ounce of your being, every fiber of who you are, the person who God has made you must trust God. And you're saying, but pastor, I nearly died. God says, trust me. Hey. Pastor, you're, 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 you're saying that you know, I, I, I got thrown out of a job and I don't even know where the next meal is coming from. God says, trust me. And you're like, oh, but I, I lost my father or I lost my mother. God says, trust me. 
I lost my spouse. He says, trust me. The only breadwinner in our home is gone. He says, trust me. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all, 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 all your heart. And you're saying, but pastor, it's not easy. Of course it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But God selected you for a reason. He selected you for a purpose. He has given us grace that when people can't, you can. Uh, when people cannot stand the heat and get out of the kitchen, you can. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And he says, and lean not on your own understanding. And that's most of us, our problem. Because, let me be honest. We only know what we know. Whenever we fear something, it's because we don't understand it. The reason why we have racism and we have all those kind of isms is because of a lack of understanding. We have sexism where male believe they are better than female. Where did it come from? It's not in scripture. Because Bible tells me very clearly there's neither male nor female. So in the sight of God, we are one. So where did the ism come from? We look at people of different colors. In fact, when coronavirus broke out, if you're walking, I know even some of us, when you see a Chinese person, you're doing the Michael Jackson. Some of you, your Friday stir, uh, what's it, special fried rice, you've stopped buying. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, maybe. <laughs> Trust in the Lord. <laughs> With all your hearts. Hey, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you watch. If a Chinaman were to walk in here, <laughs> a lot of you will be saying to the ushers, not by me. <laughs> but Jesus is Lord. He says, and lean not on your own understanding. What am I saying? You see, we limit God by trying to bring God to our understanding. And when we do so, we limit what he can do. I said, there is no limit to what God can do. There is no limit to what God can do through you and in you. But the key is, do we have the allowance to allow him to be free in us? And someone was saying, but pastor, do you know, uh, I've been trusting God for a man or for a woman. And Lord, it's winter. And these days, the wind has been blowing. So why did the wind blow you behind? Huh? But God says, trust him. How can God bring the man or the woman when you, are, you have already blessed yourself? Mm, okay, All right, let's move on. He says... In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge who? Him. And he will what? Direct what? Our paths. This is key. 
before you were born, before your mother and father came together, as he declared to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And he had already set a course and a destiny for your life. And he knows how to get you there. Why does he know it? He says he is the author. He is the finisher. It means he is the handwriter writing your life. Not the devil. But you see the devil wants you to lean on your own understanding so that you can change the script. But I came to announce to the devil that the script is going back to its original purpose, back to the original plan, back to the limitless plan of God. Because God is about to rewrite your history in advance. It says in all your ways, it means that in everything do we consider God before we take a step. In all your ways, in all, in all. I know there are certain people, they say, oh, uh, and let, let me use this as an example. Some people like, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're in the process of seeking a, a spouse. But in their mind, they have what their spouse should be. Uh, I don't like someone short, Lord. Who does? Or who should? Some, some are also saying, I don't want someone tall. Oh, yeah. Tintin and Titia. <laughs> some are saying, I want them like a guitar shape. Some say, I want them like pear. Others like mango. <laughs> and God, God is just sitting at you, watching you, thinking, look at you. Look at you. And then you're, you're, you're giving God your speck, yet the one that you, is sitting right next to you, he's the one. And you look at that and God tells you in, the, in, in a flash, the Holy Spirit says, that's your husband. <laughs> and you're saying, you did not hear God. And I hear some, some of you saying, God, wait. Your, even your English has disappeared. But you see, what we do is when we lean on our understanding, we are looking at the person now. You see, the God that you serve, he knows the end from the beginning. So what you are seeing may not look like what you think it will be. But God knows the potential residing inside that person. There is limitless grace just waiting to be unleashed. If you will not despise. And you will work with God. And you are saying, but the person doesn't even know how to dress. Please. Sometimes. Don't look at the finished article. That's how the world deceives us. 
watch any advert. They will never show you an advert with something bad. They always show you the finished product. Have you ever tried taking some insurance for your phone or some product and when you went to claim? Then they, started to, they start to read the small print. The small print that you couldn't read, then they start to narrate it that you, uh, because of this, because of that. And that is where a lot of us sit. We have married some marriage beer. Huh. Only God knows. You didn't read the small print. Lord help us. God is saying, when we say, in all your ways, acknowledge him, hand everything to God. You've been falsely accused, hand it to God. Your wife or your husband is disrespecting you, hand it to God. At work, they're denying you what you're due, hand it to God. Anything that you are facing, don't hold on to it and try and fight it. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Give it to him. So when it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. It's simply put, give it to God. (laughs) This morning I heard something. I woke up and I was like, whoa. Tyson Fury. Knocked out. Uh, No, no, he knocked him in the third. The, the seventh round was a TKO. <laughs> Technical knockout. They threw in the towel. When you look at physically Deontay Wilder, just looking at him alone, you're defeated. But the Gypsy King, one of the things I like about him is he never neglects to mention Jesus. <laughs> Any opportunity he has, he slips it in there. And they hate him. They won't acknowledge, but they don't like it. Oh, but with men, it shall be impossible. But with God. I mean, even the punch that hit the guy, to be honest, it wasn't really a punch. It was kind of an arm touching the guy's ear and then all of a sudden the man was like, I'm saying that is David and Goliath. It's not the size that matters, it's your God that matters. When you are facing a challenge, it's the size of your God, the limitless power of your God that matters, not the situation or what you are confronting. And God wants you to know that there is no limit. There is no limit to what God can do. Oh, daughter of God, son of God, there is no limit to what our God can do. The question is, are we ready to surrender? Jesus said, cast your cares and your burdens unto me. He said, just hand it over. But a lot of us, "Eh, the way they insulted me, I need to go and insult them. And God says, let go of it. I'll deal with it. I'll handle it. And we're saying, no, we want to handle it. God says, no, you're limiting me when you do that. What am I saying? God wants us to obey him. Can I say this again? When we talk about limitless and coming into sonship, it's about obedience. Okay, 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 okay. Let me say this again. It's obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Oh, can I say this again? Obey God. Do you know what is frustrating for pastors? 
A lot of you come and you come for counseling. We cannot counsel you outside of God's word. Now, every counsel we give, it has to be from God's word. Otherwise, you can go to Opera or Jerry Springer. But when the word of God says do X or do Y, we want to do something else and we wonder why things aren't working. Now, I, I submit this to a lot of people that listen. Even before you marry, you must be first a Christian. Okay, let me say this in English. Maybe I missed it. Before you marry, you must first be a Christian means you live by Christian principles. And what am I saying? The first principle you and I must live by is the principle of love. Hey, love. Uh Love. Maybe I didn't get it. Love. And let me qualify it. Unconditional love. L-O-V-E. Unconditional. Why? Because if you and I can come together as a unit, remember we are all the body of Christ. We are members of his body. If any one of us is out of place, the body is sick. If I love you and you love me, we are keeping the body healthy. If I am antagonizing you and you are antagonizing me, the body becomes weaker and it becomes sick. The reason why we have pain in our body, it is pain telling us that something is wrong in your body. And that is the same thing in the body of Christ. When things start to go wrong, it's because the principal thing, love, is missing. Saints, your brother next to you or your sister next to you is not your enemy. Oh Lord, oh Lord, help us, help us, help us. Saints, we were all bought by the same blood. The blood that buys a billionaire buys a janitor. Oh Lord, Lord. There is no distinction in who we are. But sometimes we come in and pride takes over. Saints, we need to submit and obey God. We need to submit to one another and respect the giftings and grace. Listen, if you're an ear and I'm a toe, it doesn't make the toe significant than the ear or the ear more significant than the toe. If you're a mouth and I'm a nose, we are all part of the body. When you see someone without a nose, how does it look? Weird. So we need each other. The things that we can't see. If someone was to take out your heart... Trust me, you will not exist. We need the heart. So the the small and the large intestines, the bowels, the spleen, everything is needed. But they all form part of the body. Some of us in this house, some of us are hidden, some of us are outward. But regardless, we need each other. (laughs) So we need to love. Amen. And in order to love, that means we submit to God. And what do I mean? To become a son, you need to be an obedient servant. Oh. A lot of us, uh, I mean, when it comes to serving, oh Lord, have mercy. Especially the next generation. Serving. Serve. Ah. Just go to their rooms, then you will know. I mean, for some of my you have to literally navigate. I need a sat nav. 
to get from one side of their room to the other. But God help us. Let me land on this. Isaiah 40, verse 25 to 31. Tell, to, tell your neighbor, trust God. With all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Amen. In Isaiah 40 verse 25 it says, To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal? Mm. God is saying, who is my co-equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high. And see who has created these things. Who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. God is asking a question. If we say we trust him, how do we imagine God? What is his CV in your eyes, in my eyes? How do we see him? And to whom will we compare him? And he is saying to those who are atheists, to those who are agnostic, to those who are secular. Secular simply means without God. Asking them, when you stand outside and you look at the sky and you see the sun or at night you see the clouds and you see the moon. Ask yourself, without fail, the moon shows up. Without fail, the sun shows up right on time. And you say there is no God. To who will you liken me to? Are you trying to bring me down from my exalted place? And try to make me like an image made by man? Are you trying to make me a creator thing? Are you trying to bring me down to your level of reasoning? God says to whom will you liken me? Then 27. He says, why do you say, O Jacob? And speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Some of us, we're in situations where we're saying, God, this prayer, Lord, I prayed, oh, what am I saying here? Never doubt God. (laughs) Can I say this again? Never doubt God. Not only never doubt God, don't question God. (laughs) Okay. You can ask God questions when you don't understand. But don't question God. There are two different things. Can I say this again? You can ask God because you don't understand questions. But never question God. (laughs) Then God answers in 28... Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Whoa. God brings his CV. 
when he says he is everlasting, it means he will outlast any problem you ever face. The things we see are temporal. The things we don't see, they are eternal. God is saying the everlasting God. He is the creator. The reason why a lot of people don't believe God is they don't want to acknowledge him as the creator. And he says, listen, a God who is awake, strong, eternally. Every morning, you and I, after a few hours, when we hit the sack, we're gone. I mean, we're snoring till the cows come home. But God is there, just awake, just there, ready. He says what? He is what? He's, he neither faints nor is weary. Whoa. Consider this. After everything, all the prayers he answers and everything he does for us, eternally, he never faints and he never gets weary. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. I mean, some of us, after we've gone to the gym and a few weeks, we feel strong. And then (laughs) we have a bit of a holiday and we come back and we're just the stairs here. We, as pastor says, we climb it with some style. It's not style. It's the knees. They are talking. Reminding us. The age is calling. And it says, there is no searching of his understanding. And it's like, some of us, I don't know why, we want to understand God. Can I, can I save a lot of us, a lot a lot of pain and agony. God has deliberately made it so that we will never understand. He can help us and give us grace and endurance. Open up. And why am I saying it? It says the secret things of God belongs to who? So he has secret things. But the revealed things belong to you and I and to our generation. So there are certain things, no matter what, hey, you will not explain it. And you're like, oh God, but I need an explanation. Please. Uh, You know, one of the things (laughs) that can be funny sometimes. When a wife or a husband has cheated on on the other. And then you find out. When did it start? Oh, you mean that? And I ask people. If you go back and find out it started two years ago or one years ago, what does it do? Oh, but I need to know. Keep knowing. (laughs) The more they unlock it, (laughs) (laughs) so there are certain things you're better off not knowing. There are certain things that belong to you and I. If God were to show you that this destiny that I've set to you, this is what you have to go through, you say, yeah, 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 God, no. Why am I saying this? It's because many a times the challenges that we need to shape us for the destiny and course we need to take, we're not ready. You see, Joseph would one day become the right-hand person to the most powerful person on planet Earth. But to get there, to get there, 
His own brothers. Brothers. His own, his own brothers. Not from anywhere else. Some of us. Things we've gone through. Through family members. Not somewhere else. Who, family. Family. Friends. People that you thought. Were, you know they had your back. You realize that you were naked. Exposed. And God wants us to, in everything, trust him. You see, when we put our trust in everything else, it will fail. But he wants to bring us to that place that when we do, and even when we don't understand, keep trusting. Hmm. Let me read on. It says, he gives power to who? The weak. Wow. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. This is key. Unless you and I come to a place to acknowledge we are weak, God can't help you. (laughs) The Bible says he gives power. So in other words, limitless is God's to give. He wants to give us limitless power. Like I said, there is no limit to what God can do. But it is only when we acknowledge that we are weak. We need him. He comes through. But many of us, hmm, 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 and we're suffering in silence. Hmm, hmm. And God is saying, take thou whom and saying, Lord, I need help. Yeah. When uh, Jabez discovered <laughs> that everyone was seeing him as a rich man, but he himself knew that the devil was not there, he cried out. That is where God wants us. Saints, poverty must run from your address. Failure should cease to be in your doorstep. Tell it to go. Because the one we serve is almighty. The one we serve is all powerful. He neither faints, neither is he weary. And he has put his spirit in us. He said, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave dwells in you. That spirit isn't anywhere. It's here. It's here. It's here. Saints, tell your neighbor there is greatness in you. There is limitless greatness inside you. Inside you. Inside you. Inside you. Inside you. Amen? Amen? The Bible says, Christ in who? Aha. Uh-huh. Is what? <laughs> Christ in who? So if Christ is in you, and it says, he is the hope of glory, saints, what are we doing? We need to change the dynamic to understand that there is greatness inside. Like I said, there is no limit to what God can do. Through you and in you. There's no limit. There's no limit. You see, the challenge we face, a lot of us, is because the devil has lied to us a lot. A lot of us are like a donkey that has been chained to a tree for years. When the donkey gets to a certain level, the the chain pulls them back, so they come back. One day, you lose the chain. The donkey gets to the same limit and remembers, oh, the chain. There's no chain, but it goes back. Some of us, God wants to bring us to a breakthrough. 
But we remember, hey, no one in my family has handled this much of money. Uh, maybe. No, some of us, that's how we are. God gives us a breakthrough and we're like, uh, after this breakthrough, no, I don't want another one. Then we come back because we're content with one. And I'm saying God is limitless. Oh Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. It says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. He says, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. In other words, no, when you and I depend on our own strength, saints, it has a limit. Huh. Some of you, you say you're in love with your spouse. <laughs> and then they do something and you go, hey, this love, hmm, how far can it stretch? Go to God. Okay, let me say this again. Uh, the place has gone silent. Oh, you say you love them and then they... <laughs> They, they, they discipline you and then you go, ah, Lord, this love, it must go somewhere. What I'm saying here is that God wants us to depend and draw from him at all times. You need the grace of God to love. You need the grace of God to be in friendship. You need the grace of God to be in fellowship. You need God's grace at all times. He needs to give us that. But when we depend on, oh, I, I, I'm this, I'm that. Yes, you can depend on your own strength, but it has a limit. When you and I go to the doctors, the doctors will tell you the knowledge to their limit. But they did not make the body. Oh, they've studied the body, but they did not make it. God can take you beyond what he has made. Okay, 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 okay. Now, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall reward. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, let me just summarize here because of time. Those that wait on the Lord, that's the key. A lot of us don't want to wait. Okay. So you're saying, when we say wait, a lot of us think that waiting means you simply go and sit down and wait for God. Let me give you the literal meaning. In Hebrew, wait is like somebody going to see Sister Adam for a weave on. Or for cornrow or cornrow. Or to have your hair plaited. That is what waiting is. You see, when you go for a plait, you have to sit and the person has to take one strand for the other, and start to twist them into a plait. You see, the waiting that God says is that we come into God's presence and we begin to take the word. And we begin to plait the word, the spirit, the word worship. We begin to plait it. So you're taking the word and you're waiting on God. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. As we are plaiting in the spirit, God says, I will renew your strength. This iPad, after a few hours at the moment, it says 75%. When I started in the morning, it was 100%. A lot of us, when we start our day, we are at 100%. But what we don't do 
is we don't go back and recharge. When God says that those that wait upon the Lord, it means that those who continually practice the presence of God, go back, let God recharge you. He says you will mount up with wings like an eagle. Saints, the reason why a lot of us come down and we we, we get so weak is because we haven't practiced waiting on God. To wait on God. I mean, ask those who plait hair. Plaiting hair, some hair, they are like what we call pinkishy. They are tough. As for me, God help you. You pull the hair and it's like rubber, it springs back. Oh, we know the secrets. And if you are someone that has to plait, look at how your fingers hurt. What I'm saying is that in the platin, there are times that challenges will come. There are times when things are not going to go the way you wanted it. But I'm saying keep platin. <laughs> keep waiting on God. Because that is where we draw strength. That is how we can come into what the limitless power that God wants us to come into. But if we're going to continually run out there and then get battered and then we come and lie in God's presence, oh Lord, look at what has happened to me. Yes, it will keep happening. Those that wait upon the Lord, that's the promise. Shall what? Renew their strength. This afternoon, be on your feet. Thank you, Lord. I want you to lift up your hands right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This afternoon, maybe you are at a place where you're weary. Maybe you are at a place where you're tired. The burden of life seems to have discouraged you. This afternoon, God is going to renew your strength. God is going to give you that courage you need. That fire you need to be lit in you is coming back to you. That energy you need will come back to you. That power that you need from God is coming back to you. The limitless grace, yes Lord, his spirit without measure will be poured out to you.